This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is a TV show that is considered household viewing or family viewing at your house? As in, everybody who lives in the household sits down to take in this particular show together. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, Holly Roberts. The three of us here, one big happy family, and we watch television together. Just kidding. No, we don't. Why are we, we don't. asking? Uh, well, you know, because I was just thinking about this the other day. You know, you have your shows that maybe you watch by yourself that nobody else watches. And then maybe, like, if you're a parent, you've got a show that you maybe watch with your spouse, but the kids don't watch. And then maybe there's a show that truly everybody sits down and takes in at the same time. And I'm just curious, like, what are those shows at other people's houses? Mm. 651-641-1071. Uh, because, like, for us, it's like, uh, This Is Us would be my husband and I sit down to watch. Oh, my kids don't, yeah, no. Yeah. What um, do you all watch? Uh, there's a show, actually, I it was recommended to us on this very show called Is It Cake? And everybody in my house has some sort of investment in this show. Oh, Whether yeah, that's it's, the one uh, with the, the the cakes that look like other things. Yeah, and the host of it is oh a guy from SNL whose name I cannot remember. Anywho, he's the host of it, and uh, so my kids who are really into Saturday Night Live are all excited about him. And then you know, there's just like there's something for everybody in the show. So you guys show. just all sit down and watch yeah, cake. I it's like easy. Cake. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. I would prefer. Is it pie? However, Kelsey is on the line. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. Kelsey, what uh, what's considered total household viewing at your house? Well, it's a little different than yours because I have a two year old and a four year old. Totally um, different. I've been there though. <laughs> but one show that we can all agree on is Bluey on Disney Plus. Okay, well, I've Bluey? heard about this one, but I don't know this one because this Cub is Bluey? after my time. No, Bluey. It's based on like a blue healer family of dogs Aww. in Australia. Aww. And um, they have cute little Australian accents and it's an adorable family, but also there, there are a lot of like little adult humor jokes in there that are funny. And so there's something for everyone. Charming. Yeah, it keeps us interested and it's, they're only eight minute long episodes. Oh, even too, which is nice. better. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Kelsey, yeah. you actually, like, you are the person, you win, because that is a really hard age to try to find something that everybody enjoys. Be- yeah. Because a lot of cartoons and kids' shows are, are mind-numbingly terrible. Oh, awful. I'm <laughs> so relieved to find Bluey. There are only two seasons out right now, and we're just dying for more, because... You've watched them all. You're like, make more, <laughs> hurry up. I love it. Kelsey, thanks for your call. Let's go to Patty. Patty's on the line. Hi, Patty. What's household viewing at your house? So ours would be The Amazing Race. Oh, oh yeah. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good one. Is that on right now? It's 
just finished the last season, but I think they're going into production soon. And to be honest with you, my husband and I should have applied to be on it many years ago, but we never did. And I don't know. I so I suppose we still could. But I was going to say, why? What's stopping you now? <laughs> I don't aches and pains. I don't know. Yeah, more no, fun we, to watch. <laughs> more comfortable <laughs> to stay at home. Very much so. But I will say, it's just like my kids love it, and they're older. I mean, they're 22 and 24. But it's like they've seen things around the world that are just. They'll, they'll likely never see, but, yeah. you know, they really, it's great. Yeah, yeah I'm glad. Thank you for saying that. By the way, uh, thank you, Patty. Thanks for mentioning that one, because I think that's one that we that everybody in my family would enjoy. I used to watch it. My husband and I used to watch it, yeah. but we sort of fell away from it. But it is a it's a great show. That's an easy one um, for families to watch together and people of all oh, ages. Sure. And you get to, like, travel to faraway places. Yeah. Lisa's on the line. Hi, Lisa. Lisa, what's considered household viewing at your home? Monster Catch. What's that? Is that like one of those reality shows about fishing? It is, it is, but he goes all over the world and and goes and, and like takes on these huge sharks and he'll go get in the water with alligators oh, wow. and catch, you know, bizarre tropical fish. And it's just it's just I don't know why it's well it's interesting because they of the travel. Oh sure. oh, sure. Then when he gets where he's going, he's at remote locations. So he's like staying with tribes of people that don't have contact with, you know, you know, normal civilization. And it's just interesting. And that's on on Saturday, Saturday morning. On what channel is that on? Um, geez, 11, 11, four. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you, Lisa. Um, I think, by the way, I wonder if she's talking about Deadliest Catch. Okay. Because I looked up Monster Catch. I can't find anything. Yeah. And I there's another one called Wild Catch. Mm, okay. And then there's another one called Chasing Monsters. I remember used to wa- I used to watch that Deadliest Catch because it is kind of like a travelogue and you learn about stuff. See, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. So what is... I, I know that there are shows, Bradley, that you watch alone and that Jamie watches alone. But what do you watch together? Oh, we watch Death in Paradise. That's that's the show, only show we've been watching for like the last couple months because there's 10 seasons. Mm. And it's on... Uh, again, it's on BritBox, but it... it um, is like a mystery show. It's a very lighthearted, but there's always like there's always a death. It's like the murder she wrote of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and um, there's without this, Jessica Fletcher. Yeah, without Jessica Fletcher, but some really amazing uh, actors, and it's kind of got this international. Like there's some actors from France and some actors from the Caribbean and actors from the UK, um, and each episode is like a different murder. Like you know, like within the first two minutes, somebody's going to end up dead. But then it's fun to sort of like figure out because it follows the same formula every episode mm-hmm. and it's just a nice predictable calming way to which is to exactly a busy what we day. need in yeah, the world right sure. now do you guys try to figure it out and then oh, yeah. share your absolutely i love that yeah holly do you have any uh household viewing projects yo you it's we don't usually watch shows together. It's whatever Sunday story happens to mm-hmm. be on HBO at any given time, but there sure. isn't one right now. Although we did both say that we wanted to watch the first two episodes of Atlanta season three. It is back. It is phenomenal. Oh my gosh. And so I think that that will be our new appointment television viewing right. as a just, couple. We just talked about this the other day off the air, Bradley. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first episode of the new season of Atlanta, and I have not kept up with that show. My husband has. 
there apparently every twice in a while there's one that's not related to the it's sort of like a one-off type episode yeah that is a commentary on something uh-huh and the first episode was spectacular and my husband said i need you to watch this and i watched the one episode and i thought that is some good TV right there. That is some good TV. Yeah. The second episode is also available right now. Now, no spoiler alert. It does get into the characters of, of Atlanta. Of Atlanta. Yeah. So, there. I love it. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to uh, engage in a little quarantine lifestyles of the rich and famous. We will be touring a house. Uh, we'll tell you who's after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk. One oh seven one. Calling all quarantine house hunters. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one oh seven one. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have a little home tour here. Uh, so we're going to do a little quarantine lifestyles of the rich and famous. Sprawling living rooms. Dream kitchens. Perfectly placed props like acoustic guitars and books they'll never, ever read. This is Quarantine Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And today's home can be purchased for the low, low price of $7.9 million. Oh, pocket change. It's no big whoop, but this mm. isn't Carmel, or as the fancy folks call it, Carmel by the Sea. Not Carmel, you Minnesotans. No, I mean, we're listen, talking I would about... eat Carmel by the Sea. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> Carmel by the Sea, California, 93924. I'd like to tell you about this four-bedroom home. I know, mm. it seems quaint. Four, Four bedrooms. bedrooms for $8 million. Well, well... Better have a lot of bathrooms. Uh, it Well, no. Actually, this has four full bathrooms and one half bath, or as fancy people call it, a partial. I think it's just a hole in the ground or a sink. Anyway, 3,600 square feet, 0.28 acres. I know you're saying, well, why are we talking about yeah, this why are home we talking that's for about sale? Other than the fact that if I showed you the pictures, you'd be like, sure, I would like to live on the coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking out onto the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, that view does not suck. But the reason we're talking about this home on sale currently by Sotheby's International... International? International. International. I'm so fancy. Uh, Nicole Trzkowski and Zach Friedman are selling this house because the house was owned by none other than Betty White herself. Mm. Yes, we are talking about Betty White's beach getaway is currently on sale, has been put on the market for the low, low price of just under $8 million. It's a steal, kids. And I thought we could take a little tour of this home. But I will say this is not uh, for any or everyone, this home. I mean, which part? Because the view is ridiculous. I'll take it. Yeah, right? no, 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 of oh course. My gosh. Again, I think um, the view is beautiful. Uh, it looks right out onto oh, this so little beautiful. inlet uh, that the house is on. And it, it's, it's landscape such that you can't really tell that you are surrounded by other homes. Um, it is, you know, obviously. I also enjoy that. It's, it looks like you're kind of alone out in, you know, this beautiful beautiful Pacific uh, overlook. The reason I don't think it's for everyone is you're going to have to put some work into this house because here's what I know about this house. Mm -hmm. This house was actually built by none other than Betty White and her husband, Alan Ludden. Now, sadly, um, and they paid, I will say, about $170,000 for the plot back in, it was either the end of the 70s, the early 80s when they bought this place. 
must have been the late 70s, because just months after this was finished uh, being built, uh, Alan Ludden passed away. Mm -hmm. So they never got to enjoy the home, you know, together. But what that means is it literally is a one owner home. Like this home has never been owned by anybody since it's been built. And frankly, you can tell. If yeah, you, if it's you, lived in. It's, yeah. Well, not just that it's lived in, but it's dated. If you look at the, there's like baseboard heaters. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like some old like movie style or uh, what do you call that? Like movie star lighting in the bathroom. Like mm-hmm. there's some uh, recessed lighting that's just very circa, you know, early 1980s. Right. And so, while it's beautiful and all of us would be grateful for it. Really, whoever's going to buy this is going to be putting some work into it. Yeah. Because other than the amazing view, um, you know, unless unless you this is like your style. And I would imagine even if it was your style, you're still going to want to like give it Zhuzh it a little bit. Yeah. Give it some love. Like the bathroom. I mean, it just looks very dated. And I well, think, yes. And also you can see the um, you can see the handicap. Uh, you know, the accessibility uh, bars that have been added, etc. So, you know, it's not there. There would just if you're going to if you're moving in there for style, you might want to. Yeah, you're just going to want to. Well, you're going to want to make it your own. You're going to want to update it. I imagine you're going to like. You're going to probably redo. You, I mean, you could literally. I would just move in and then like rent it out as an Airbnb and make tons of money. But maybe Carmel by the Sea doesn't allow you to do that because it. It's probably a swanky community, and they don't like interlopers. But do they have a conversation pit in this house? No, no, there's nothing Tragic. dropped. No, oh, but yeah. there is potential. You know, like and and the the landscaping even there's there's lots of there's lots of opportunity with this this space. I you sound like a realtor. There's lots of opportunity with yeah. this. Space. Well, you can really make it your own. But I will but that's, say that's code for make it your own means you're going to be putting in a lot of money. Yeah. To redo this home. Yeah. So you're putting in the money to buy the home, and then you gotta gotta have more. Yeah. Because there's going to be more to do. I will say there are some like missed opportunities, like you said, Bradley. The landscaping is beautiful, but it doesn't allow for you to sit near the sea i mean you have beautiful views of the water from every window i mean imagine just sitting up in bed and looking out the window and water yeah just right there yeah exactly but when you get down into the backyard area it's you know look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs... Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Just There's like, not really anywhere to hang. It's just sort the, of like 
the balcony is like some old tile. Yeah. There's like carpet in the master bedroom with baseboard heaters. I mean, it just, you know, you're going to want, if you've got $8 million, you're going to want to add another million to bring things up. And I will say I the love master. The way we're talking to people like one of them is going to grab hey, it. Hey, look, and if you Listen, do grab this house, I want to cut because yeah. I just help you buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you look at the master bedroom, it's like two twin beds stuck together. I kind of love that. <laughs> Oh, how sitcom of them. It's so great. But it, but it's long ways. It's not it's oh, horizontal, wait. not vertical. Or the other way around. It's vertical, not horizontal. Like there's a twin bed at the head of the bed and a twin bed at the base of the bed. Okay, I gotta look that. I, I yeah. gotta find that one. I so I just feel like that. there would be a hump right where you're back. That's not fun. Your coccyx. You don't like that. Oh, I see where. Okay, I see. All right. Yeah. Which also, yeah. I would just talk to the realtor and say, like, you might want to take that photo out. Cause yeah, that doesn't... It, it doesn't look good. But it's got some beautiful structural mm. elements. Mm-hmm. I love the open kitchen dining room area. It's got some natural light uh, accessories in the form of some skylightishness. Mm. The entrance is really interesting because it's kind of... wood. <laughs> I thought you would enjoy that part. Um, the I really appreciate the way it's sort of built into a hill. So when you approach it from behind, like which would be the front door, when you approach it, you yeah. Usually, can't... when you approach from the behind, it's the back door. <laughs> right. This is the front door. Uh, when you approach the front door, it doesn't look as big, and then. Yeah, usually it looks bigger from behind. But when you see it on the back side, you really get an appreciation yeah. for how... So you can enter through the back door, which is really the front door. Yeah. So the party is in the front. Turns out. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's in the front, but uh, it, uh-huh. there's there's fun in the back, too. Yeah. No, I will say uh, the, the, the part that faces the ocean, obviously, is all windows. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that um, somebody might want to just even blow those windows out and make them full bay windows now instead of Uh these individual windows. If you want to go look online, you can just search Betty White Carmel House, Uh um, and then you can go to the Sotheby's website and go through the listing. It's so gorgeous. Ugh. Yeah, let us know if you buy it. Yeah, yeah we'll, hey, we'll come visit. Let us uh, at least get some photos. Yeah. You know, do a drive-by and, and wave and take a selfie. D-bags when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. He's behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, and uh, we have a name for them, and that name is. D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-Bag? I don't know if this name will mean anything to you, but, and I don't even actually know if you'll immediately know who she is if you look at her, but her name is Ashley Iconetti. I did. That name does not sound familiar. Okay. So she was a contestant on The Bachelor, and I don't quite remember which season it is, but I know it was one of the final seasons that we watched, and her big storyline was that she was a virgin, and she was, you know, dating on The Bachelor, and she was just real excited, and then she didn't, I think she was a a finalist, and anyway, she didn't end up getting picked by that season's Bachelor, Okay, but she has now since gotten married. She's 34, and she's married to Jared Hyban, and the two of them share a sweet little baby named Dawson Dimitri. Hmm. And this is a mild D-bag. Okay. And you will see why. All right. She posted on her Instagram an adorable video of her adorable baby boy. 
And uh, he's, you know, doing baby things and moving his baby limbs while listening to The Greatest Showman. The song Rewrite, Rewrite the Stars okay. uh, that features uh, Zendaya mm, yeah. and a, a gentleman by the name of Zac Efron. Oh, I don't sure. know if you've heard of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I've heard of him before. Duh. And she wrote in her caption, you know, I was screaming in my head, my son is the next Zac Efron. What does she mean by that? I don't know. Oh. And I don't care. Oh. Because there is only one Zac Efron. Oh, I see where you're going with this. There okay. is I was one Zac Efron. And don't make me feel these weird, awkward feelings when you're trying to tell me there's going to be another one. Especially but it's a baby, it's a baby right baby. now. I don't get it. Let but... me just live with the Zac Efron I have. Yeah, but we only need one. The world can only handle but I, Yeah, one. she she was probably just referring to like, he's going to be an amazing singer, songwriter. Mm-hmm. But what she didn't realize is, well, not songwriter. He doesn't write songs. I don't think he does. Performer, maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Do better, Ashley. No, I just listen. Like I said, it's a <laughs> you mild terrible D-bag. mother. How it's dare all you? All for humor. I'm tired of the news right now, and I just wanted to have a moment to think about Zac Efron. Yeah, thank you. We should who all reportedly think about is dating somebody new. I mean, allegedly, supposedly, right. there's no confirmation of that, mm-hmm. as there rarely ever is. True. Mm-hmm. That's all, that's all I have. Who's oh, your D bag, right. Bradley? Um, it was a quickie. My D bag today is none other than Chloe Kardashian. Oh. I say Chloe because she has that little accent on the E, and people do, what? Oh, I thought for some reason I thought Holly found the Bing Bong, but she didn't. No, I just need to put a new Bing Bong. Yeah, go find the dumb Bing Bong. Hey! Frequent flyer. Um, Anyway, bing bong. No, uh, I'm talking about Chloe away today because uh, there is a story we need to talk about. I don't even really understand the story. When I saw this headline, I was like, well, she's my D-bag today, but I'm not really sure why. So Mm -hmm. because it doesn't really make sense. And this is the thing that I love about Chloe Kardashian is she can literally make nothing out of nothing. It doesn't have to make sense. Exactly. And by that, I mean, okay. so here's the thing. The the way this story goes, Chloe slams. A claim that she's not important like Kim or Court Kim and Courtney. What? So that would imply that Chloe is saying, um, how dare you imply I'm not important like my sisters Kim and Courtney? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll bite. Click. Chloe shut down a troll who claimed she's not as important as her sisters Courtney and Kim. Okay, well, like if that happened, like somebody was like, I love these guys because they're important. Chloe, you're not important. Bye. That would be really shady. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, okay, well, let me read the story. Mm-hmm. The reality star clapped back at an Instagram user who commented on a photo from uh, Sunday's Vanity Fair Oscars party of her. Quote, what? So Chloe was there, but not important enough to walk the red carpet and to add insult to injury. She's the only Kardashian, not even at the Met Gala. Okay, so that comment sounds like to me, yeah, somebody who thinks that Chloe is not being appreciated enough that right. she should have been able to walk the red carpet like her sister Courtney. Although I would just remind. I mean, if you want to like, like really fiddle beans about here? this, Ooh. I don't know what that means, but it's like to <laughs> nitpick or fiddle beans. It's an old saying. Everybody uh, knows. That. Everybody knows bean fiddling is a thing. So as she's over there fiddling her beans, <laughs> this user is not making any sense because, well, or I should say they're making sense. It's just not the sense that I was told this person was trying to make. Right. Meaning 
They're saying what? So Chloe? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So sorry. The red carpet situation is because Courtney was only on the red carpet because Travis Barker. Right. So it's not like Chloe. She was not invited by the Academy. Yeah, it's not like Courtney. she was invited by yeah. her boyfriend. So fiance. Sorry. Again, this troll actually yeah. sounds like a supporter. Not a troll, because a troll would be like, look at that bitch. She didn't even get invited to the red carpet like her sister. Mm-hmm. No, this this person is trying to say, why wasn't Chloe on the red carpet? Oh, my gosh. So then, but remember, she clapped back at a troll. Of so okay, So I've got the troll now, even though I don't think that's a troll. But sure, fine, whatever. What is Chloe going to say? Mm-hmm. What is Chloe going to say? I don't know on earth what you're talking about. And where you think you come up with these stories that you assume are facts. Both of your comments are untrue, babe. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, uh, dear page six, that's a clapback? Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, what that sounds like is attention seeking behavior, comment fishing for mm-hmm. an opportunity to get a headline that mm-hmm. says you're clapping back at trolls. So you're manufacturing a troll scenario, Mm -hmm. reverse engineering a troll scenario, Mm -hmm. to then make a comment knowing full well that, um, uh, checks notes, Leah Bitsky, her again, over at page six, is going to then turn into a column about poor Chloe. It's on brand. Yeah. And when Chloe dropped her line into uh, into the water, Leah Bitsky took the bait. Yeah. And also, all of this to continue to forward what narrative about Khloe Kardashian? Poor Khloe. Poor Khloe. Yeah. So again, um, we're told that she clapped back at a troll. Mm -hmm. And the troll said, what, so Khloe was there but not important enough to walk the red carpet and then to add... And by the way, this person said, and then to add insult to injury. She is the only Kardashian. Kardashian. Like there were dogs barking. Um, not in the Met Gala, which actually is also untrue because Courtney has not gone to the Met Gala before. So this person is just uninformed. But but the reason that Chloe's my debug and not page six mm-hmm. is because Chloe specifically went for this comment mm-hmm. to make a point mm-hmm. that didn't need to be made, but she wanted to make it for attention. Yeah. Plot twist. Yeah. Guess who the troll is? Chloe. It's Chloe. Yeah, Chloe girl. Why she's my You're the troll. Oh man. I know. It comes well, full and this is, sure does. This is just a ham handed way of of doing something that but lots of ce- good. That lots of celebrities do, which is to like insert themselves. You know, like when a celebrity uh or a famous person responds to a troll, that is a move. Uh huh. And I know some people would say, like, well, sometimes you just can't take it and you have to respond. No. Yeah, yeah, actually, actually you never have to. There's never an yeah. obligation to. You can. Yeah. And it's your right and it's free speech in America the beautiful and mm-hmm. home of the brave. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to. And if you have a public facing career, I would just venture to guess that most of the time you're doing this to garner some kind of attention and that's fine but don't pee on my leg and tell me it's um like a milkshake oh why would a mil- 
Oh, why don't there be a milkshake on your leg? Well, there wouldn't, which is okay. why I don't oh, want gotcha. you to do that. I, yeah, at. the thing about the thing about the thing if about you're peeing milkshakes, call a doctor. I mean, or <laughs> or sign open me a up. restaurant. No, uh, no, no. Okay, sorry. No. Um, but what I was gonna say is that argument, and and I know that argument, right? Like you've heard it before, where. A celebrity who responds to trolls says, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to just let people say whatever they want about me or, you know, it doesn't show weakness. It shows strength. Well, it just shows that somebody got to you. Yeah. Or they didn't get to you, but you need attention. Like, right. Because both things are true. There are thin skinned people who will who will respond to people. And sure, absolutely. One hundred percent. But there's also like, you know, celebrities who this is a part of their id. Yeah. Uh, or not even their id, because uh, they probably don't know what their id is, but mm-hmm. they it's a part of their brand. brand. sure. And so to be the, like, clapper backer, I mean, Chloe is uh, the original clapper backer. Clap back, Chloe. Clap on. Clap off. Clap on. Clap, clap off. off. Clap back. Exactly. Chloe. Thank you. Um, point well made, Bradley. Thank, Thank you. you for taking us on that journey. We're in... We learned that if you it weren't for Chloe, they would have oh, look, 27 seconds ago oh. from TMZ, Chloe Kardashian hit back at haters saying she's not important. And this is titled The Best Celebrity Clapbacks of 2022. Okay, that is aggressive. Ah. It is only March. <laughs> We're not even done with the first quarter. I don't quarter think we yet. can award the best celebrity clapback yet. Thanks, TMZ. Oh, oh, God. We just, we, yeah, okay, bye. Is bye. there more? No, Is there, I just don't. I'm not. Well, we bye. Go break. Okay. Are you going to be all right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. You sure? When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, as if the uh, clapping back at the trolls wasn't an indication that we are uh, completely circling the drain, it turns out we've completely lost our ability to spot a bit. Um, because something, there was another dust up at the Oscars on Sunday night. And, uh, I would like to take us on a journey and have a conversation as a family when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one Oh seven one. You know, I I know it's, it is what it is. And we're going to get that time of year. How true that is. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one Oh seven one. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley trainer. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. So I'm concerned uh, about our society and our ability to spot a bit. Oh, why? What do you mean a bit? Well, because, okay, so remember the Oscars were on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you remember this, but um, there was a moment. It was about, feels like it was like the middle of the show because there was a definite before and after where Will Smith got on stage and slapped Chris Rock. And in the immediate aftermath, it was this constant, like, back and forth. Was that a bit? Is this a bit? Was that a bit? Is that real? Did that really happen? Was that a bit? And pretty quickly, I think, it became clear that it was actually not a bit. Yeah. I think the, 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 the obvious moment for me was Will Smith swearing. That felt... That felt like an indicator. Repeatedly. The yeah. Extent, the extended bleep. Yes. The, the the silence, the deafening silence that we all were treated to as it all played out felt to me like, well, this is not a bit. That said, there are still people who believe that they can prove that that was a bit. And I would say, let's let go of that. Meanwhile, there was another controversy brewing. Did you know this? 
And this one had to do with Amy Schumer and Kirsten Dunst. Um, you mm. mean where she talked about her being a seat filler? Yes. This happened later in the show. And Amy Schumer is now having to defend herself against... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. People who did not think she was doing a bit, who thought she was being serious. When she approached Jesse Plemons, who's the husband of Kirsten Dunst, who they were sitting together at a table in the nominee area, you know, that pit in the front of all the really important people. And Amy Schumer was doing a thing about seat fillers and she approached uh, Kirsten Dunst and she was like, like this, like this woman, um, she's a seat filler. Uh, Honey, do you want to go to the bathroom? And then she kind of pulled her up and Kirsten Dunst was like, oh, okay, well, whatever. And then Jesse Plemons said, "Um, yeah, that was my wife, Amy. And Amy was like, you're married to that seat filler? Ha, ha, ha. And everybody laughed. Meanwhile, outside of the shot, thank you. Outside of the shot, the people at home do not see that Kirsten Dunst is standing right there watching this whole thing take place. People took to the socials and tweeted some of the following things. Amy Schumer, of all people, calling Kirsten Dunst a seat filler? When nobody has even heard of her since 2015. Is that Kirsten Dunst's mom? Right. Uh, And then another person tweeted uh, a video of what happened between Will Smith and Chris Rock and said, this is what Kirsten Dunst should have done to Amy Schumer. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Another critic. Trolls are trolling. Another troll. I need to say this again. Amy Schumer is not funny. Absolutely disrespectful. (laughs) Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst looked so uncomfortable. Okay. <clears throat> also, can I just mention something in this page six article that I'm reading? Mm-hmm. In every single retelling of a tweet, they call her Kristen Dunst. Oh, okay. That's I, funny. Okay. Somebody was not proofreading on this particular day. Like the tweets were, were just the tweets, like throughout the rest of the article and in the headline, uh, she, they spell Kirsten correctly. Oh, well, if you go to the original tweet, they misspelled her name. Oh my gosh. Every single one of them. That's ridiculous. Any who's what's apparently they really are big fans of Kirsten Dunst. Anyway, Amy Schumer had to publicly say, Hey guys, this was choreographed. Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst were in on the joke. It's okay. Yeah, you know, the, the, it's it's interesting because this is like, this is the thing that I think a lot of people wish Chris Rock would have done prior to his joke. Right. Like, I think, you know, like, because you knew... Uh, or assumed anyway that when Amy Schumer did something like this, that she would have been like, "Hey, but bef- you know, when we come back, I'm going to pretend she's a seed filler." Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like, "Okay, we're in on the joke," and she's get it because it's funny and a thing, and I think your husband's hot and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. 
you know, maybe, and, and again, I know that's not how all comics work, but, um, you know, there maybe was an opportunity for, or I, I, I should say, I think a lot of people wondered perhaps if there was the same opportunity to be afforded to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the people Chris Rock was talking about, but maybe that's just not his style. Clearly, Amy Schumer, though, worked things out beforehand. And even if she hadn't, I mean, like, these are professional actors. Right. Who are capable of seeing a bit. It's called Yes And. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is a woman doing a job, Mm -hmm. and they understood that that's what she was doing. They understood the assignment. And they played along. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they're actors. Yeah. And I just, you know, I I guess, who, on the one hand, who even actually cares? In that moment, right? Like, was it kind of funny and entertaining? Well, um, do I have welcome to defend to social media Dunst. Because people will look True. at everything and go, oh, here's why that thing was bad. Right. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. That was bad. But right. that's not how the world works. I mean, it is now, sadly. But, <sighs> you know, we don't work through the world with a running commentary you know, every time we get up and do something. Well, yeah, everything is not an opportunity to be outraged, yeah. right? Like sometimes but on Twitter it is. It, apparently it is. Yeah. This is what we are learning again for the trillionth time uh, that Twitter is a space where people are looking m- much like, and I think I was talking to somebody else about this the other day about how, what it feels like. We learned this actually when we did project down and dirty comedy. One of the things they said to us to kind of ease our, fears about it is that when you're in a space where somebody is telling jokes or trying to be funny the audience wants to wants it to be funny yeah and they're they're poised and ready to laugh you saw and you know like to go back to will smith yes will smith laughed right at the joke yes. now clearly something changed mm-hmm. and we don't have the full picture of that mm-hmm. from the mouths of the people involved mm-hmm. but but how many times we've all laughed at something and then thought about it and went, oh, actually, that wasn't funny. Yeah. Why but did I laugh at that? It's just a human response. Like, everybody's laughing. We laugh. Yeah. When you're in a space, when a comedian is in front of you and they're going to do comedy, you're programmed to want to laugh at whatever that is. Uh, and that's, you know, to your point, actually, Bradley, that was the exact context that we were having this conversation was, you know, to the to the point that people continue to make. But Will Smith was laughing as though that negates what then happened afterwards. Like, no, it but means he it didn't it register originally exactly. or he didn't see the look that his wife gave and realized, oh, yeah. There's, oh. a, there's a million things that could have happened in yeah. the seconds following that. Exactly. The point is, though, is that when a comedian is there doing comedy, the people who are there and present are ready to play along with that. And our ability or our inability, I should say, or like some people's inability uh, in the home space to not to like it. It, uh, it seems to me that Twitter is a space where people are more. Uh, programmed to find their outrage places, oh, right? Always. So where they were in the laughing space, Twitter was ready to hop like, on the outrage. How dare you? Yeah, man, let's all just that like chill. Amy Schumer. Like, I hope that Amy Schumer doesn't read comments. Well, she did have something to say about it. Uh, and she she felt like she had to defend herself. Um, and I hope she'll just let it go from, that, from, from now on because it's silly. She did a great job. All of the hosts did a great job in the face of a really difficult, weird experience. On that note, Mm -hmm. speaking of difficult, weird experiences, 
This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. And when we come back, uh, the Tin Man's can was auctioned off. What kind of euphemism? Definitely not. What piece of Hollywood memorabilia are you interested in buying? Money is no object. 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this.